This is a Crib Room podcast. Bringing you industry news, views and happenings. Hello and welcome along to another Crib Room podcast. The particular podcast we're doing today was recorded on the 27th of October 2021 for austerity purposes. Also, the advice and information is general in nature. For investment advice in particular, please talk to your professional advisor. One of our popular podcasts is hearing from Beacon Minerals. They've had a big news feed for the last couple of months, including the acquisition of the McPherson's Reward near Coolgardie, alongside some other additions and some news happening out of their Geordie Gold project. The Crib Room podcast is produced by Industry Link Media. Let's roll with an October update from Beacon Minerals. Joining us today, we've got Darren Gaby, who is the registered manager. We've got Zane Padman, who's the geology manager, who we'll meet shortly. But Graham McGarry, the managing director and chairman of Beacon Minerals, is with us first of all. Graham, good to have you back on a podcast. Yes, thanks. Thanks a lot, Glenn. Uh, now, what's been happening, mate? There's been a fair bit going on with the operations. Uh, a few things that have come out of the place. We're going to get a bit of a, a news feed from you, but uh, you're pretty happy at the moment, Graham. Yes, no, uh, and hopefully shareholders will be happy Friday night when they have a look at their bank account. Obviously, we'll talk a little bit about throughput and gold, and Darren will handle that, and also about the acquisition of McPherson's and the uh, geological upside for us outside the immediate ore reserves down at McPherson's. Zane will talk about that. Okay, so that's all to cover on this particular podcast. Darren, for you, first of all, production keeps ticking along 7,275 ounces for the September quarter, an increase on the previous quarter, but down from the March quarter. Can you give us a little insight into the jump around of figures? Yeah, thanks, Glenny. Yeah, I guess um, the September quarter was a good quarter. September, the month of September was a surprisingly good result. We had a positive reconciliation. Um, but yeah, I guess from, from past quarters, we panel one where we're mining last year. There was it was a higher grade panel, um, and now we're into panel two processing that ore. It's slightly lower grade. Um, so yeah, the the ounce the ounces per quarter ha- has dropped. A little, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, we're we're looking at ways to improve that, mainly around throughput. A very good quarter. Okay, well, of that record amount of dry tons milled as well, that's a record throughput. Was that a case of the right balance for the mill? And can you tell us more about that throughput? Yeah, yeah, that's correct. Well, essentially, uh, the lost dog ore body it was a 50 percent clay, fifty percent silcrete, so fifty percent hard rock and. Uh, and the clays, which are obviously very difficult to process, um, and they, they, they slow the mill, they slow the mill down. So now, with the as we're going to talk about later, the the acquisition of McPherson's, it allows us to potentially play with our our blends. So we've tried putting through a silk seventy percent silcrete blend through, and uh, we saw in September that that really helped our throughputs. Gold sales accounted for thirteen point nine million. How do you feel the hedging went, Graham? Oh, we're in front on this round of hedging marginally, but I, uh, we will close out the last of the hedging probably tomorrow and we'll run unhedged from here. We're, we're optimistic about the gold price. It's certainly showing signs in eight, uh, US dollars of going up, but the A-dollar is also running with it. And we just had a look a while ago and the A-dollar was over 75. But, uh, yeah, no, we, we will run unhedged for a while, I, I think, uh, and we've done OK this time around. But it hasn't been the best thing we've done since we started uh, Geordie production. Darren, you had the approvals for Panel 4 of Lost Dog and the tailing storage facility. We'll all, we'll talk about the TSF a little later. But Panel 4, what's the timeline on that and how does that sort of work with your mine plan? Uh, well, Panel 4, 
Um, we basically walked straight into that the day after we got our approval. We'd submitted the approvals to the DMP back in February of uh, 2021 and didn't receive the final approval until uh, September the 3rd. Mining had come to a bit of a halt in panel two, and uh, so, yeah, basically the next day we were in mining. Okay, so straight up, back up in Adam there at Beacon. Um, the Fully Frank Dividend, which was released on October 5, Graham, Beacon announced the Fully Frank Dividend of 0.00125 per share. The board continues to review appropriate ways to change the structure of the issued capital of Beacon Minerals. The structure will be reviewed if there is material change in the company's affairs. This is taken from that announcement. Uh, Beacon have the background to reward shareholders, Graham. Was there consideration for any other methods of using those funds? Oh, not really. We're, I think we're really very firm on trying to get dividends in a modest way through to our shareholders and retaining cash for acquisitions. So we're able to fund the acquisition of McPherson's out of cash flow and also still be able to pro- provide a fully frank dividend and uh, pay tax later in the year. So, um, yes, if there's a material change in the company's affairs, we would like to consolidate the shares. Okay, we'll talk a bit more about that a little later on. Darren, from your point of view, the cost pressures, are they being monitored by Beacon at the moment? We're looking at labour, we're looking at shortages on on several things. There's ports holding up a lot of uh, production and all that sort of stuff and material and equipment. How are you monitoring those with Beacon? Well, first of all, I'm I'm monitoring it through my... The accountant MD that's sitting next to me, he reminds me every day of our cost pressures. But um, our, our suppliers are, are certainly indicating to us that um, most of our um, reagents, um, our explosives, uh, they're all on the increase at the moment, fuel, labour. Mm-hmm. So, so yes, there, there is things we're doing. We're, we're, we're trying to reduce the amount of high equipment on site. So we've recently purchased a excavator, 50-tonne mm-hmm. excavator. So, yeah, we're looking at all those little opportunities to, to try and really reduce our costs. Running the ruler over the operations, I can just see you there, Darren. It must be a mighty ruler too. Um, you stated that the company continues, Graham, to review potential acquisitions. I suppose asking you a loaded question about that, you probably can't disclose too much about that one, but uh, the, the word acquisition must come across some of your strategic meetings week in, week out. Oh, yes, that's for sure, Glenn, and uh, uh, opportunities. We have in the past said that it's a vendor's market and it's been difficult for us, but uh, McPherson's deal was done fairly quickly and, and I've got to say the other side, the vendor was uh, easier to accommodate. Uh, and I think the market has changed. The, uh, the, the lack of the go-ahead at Bardock Gold and potentially others, which may be announced shortly, we think has uh, quietened the market down a bit and will allow us a greater opportunity uh, to acquire more property. We're going to find out a bit more about the McPherson's reward acquisition. Zane Padman, who's the geology manager. Zane, first of all, how long have you been with Beacon? And I suppose you get thrown in the deep end when you come on to one of these podcasts. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I'm not nervous at all. <laughs> um, I've been with Beacon for um, near on a year now. Mm-hmm. So um, came on last year. It's been an exciting uh trip for me so far so yeah. great it's great to have you on the podcast tell us about the uh mcpherson's reward acquisition it was uh, jumped out a little as an agreement uh, back in august with primary gold can you say a little bit more about what's at the particular project we picked up uh, mcpherson's it's about 5k's southeast of coolgardie there i guess geology wise it sort of sits down on the on the southeastern limb of the tyndall's anticline um we've got about 5k's worth of strike um, within the Hampton Ultramafix, we sort of, there's two uh, Mafix units that bound the Hampton Ultramafix unit there. 
Uh, so the main uh, deposit there, McPherson's, um, sits on a, a tonalite intrusion, um, and, and that's sort of been the basis of most of the exploration down there in the area. Um, we, beginning of September, we released uh, resource reserves on, uh, on McPherson's mm-hmm. and also on Tycho, which is uh, to the south. Um, <coughs> sort of, we took more of a conservative approach, I think, to to the resource release compared to our predecessors. So there's 4.8 million tonnes there at 1.14 for 176,000 ounces in the resource, and there's and there's 60,000 of that uh, ounces uh, in the reserve between uh, ACAP, and McPherson's, and Tyco as well. So the geology there, which you sort of spoke about, uh, is quite different to where Geordie is located as well. So it's a it's a harder rock down towards McPherson's Way. Um, well, it still sits within the the Coolgardie domain, but what we're mining up in, in Geordie is, is Paleo Channel um, mineralisation or, or, or silcrete. So we're down into primary mineralisation down here. Uh, so a little bit different for us. I mean, we have we have a couple of projects up at Geordie that that I guess are similar. Um, but yeah, outside the 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 main resources there, you know, we've started having a look at, at what else is going on. Um, we've got Frank's Find and Baker's Find and Queensland uh, down to the south, which uh, you know they're all interesting. We've got some some decent historic results on those projects. Uh, down the pit yesterday, doing some face mapping and a bit of sampling and and rummaging around some waste dumps and and just sniffing around, but. Um, overall, we're, we're sort of excited by yeah those prospects. So. It, it's great to see. I saw some uh, newspaper articles the other day actually on on Frank's find. They, they weren't recent ones, by the way. I think they were about when Graham was about four. Um, the <laughs> details on that as well. Uh, how do we go about milling that, Darren? Because we just heard it's a different makeup to Lost Dog. So what's the process going to be at Geordie? Uh, yeah, so in our reserve um, schedule, our life of mine schedule, I guess. We had McPherson's mind at the tail end of Lost Dog. We're looking at options to maybe crush and screen, maybe do some ore sorting down at McPherson's. But um, yeah, with, with the harder rock, we're we're certainly not scared of that. We we, we feel the mill's going to run better on the, the harder rock. So um, yeah, looking forward to getting the McPherson's in the blend. I suppose, is it too early? I know in the release they were talking about uh, the 90-tonne trucks, 120-tonne excavator. Is it too early to tell what sort of mean machinery and some of those factors you'll be using in terms of mining at McPherson's? Uh, yes and no. So we, we've done our reserves on a 100-tonne fleet, which is the 90-tonne trucks and the 120-tonne excavator. Um, so that was the basis of our, our reserve number and our life of mine schedule. But um, now that we've got the six-year mine life, we, we can look at rescheduling and... Uh, who knows, potentially head down and mine a high-grade pit out of McPherson's with the, the smaller fleet. But, yeah, at this stage it looks like a 100-tonne ore body. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. So so with the new McPherson's reward acquisition, the new kit on the block for Beacon, how does Geordie stand? Those, those existing uh, operations at Geordie, what's the sort of life of mine? Is it, There's been an extension to that area? Yep. So b- before McPherson's, we had a three-and-a-half-year mine life, essentially finishing off the lost dog Panel four and panel three, and a, a small amount of tonnage out of Black Cat. But uh, so yes, McPherson's has added another two and a half years of mine life to okay. the Geordie project. Okay. Now the tailing storage facility, uh, we saw a very nice photo in the September production report. Can you give us some details on how the construction's going on that? Because uh, there's a lot of land that's that's there for the tailing storage facility to come online. Yes. Yeah, so. 
we got our approval at the same time for panel four uh, to the 3rd of September. We basically head straight into that and uh, started clearing as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but essentially, we're doing it uh, all with our own gear and our own people. Um, so taking the guys off mining and into the tails, tails construction. Mm-hmm. We estimate that we're going to be finished construction around mid-February. We require uh, commissioning by late March, so we feel that's all in hand. We've just uh, given Hamptons a go-ahead to come in and beef us up to get part of the tails dam completed. Yep. Zone 2 materials, like the bulk the bulk earthworks of the tails dam, Yep, uh, which is also going to help us... Uh, on our mine plan as well, get some more material moved out of panel four. Sure. So therefore, we're going up with the tailing storage facility. We're not going down. Is that right? Correct. Yep. Lovely. Just wanted to clear that up for our listeners. Now, Graham, back to you. You're still here, um, Beacon. You're looking at increasing some marketing or some optics of the company. A couple of listener questions that have come our way since the last podcast that we completed. Yes, and uh, we do get many suggestions on, along that line, and I guess I'm probably. Res- um, take the responsibility for that I've just heard that there's a, um, a, a small cap presentation down in Bustleton today and tomorrow and I thought that sounds like a good spot to go to next year so we'll certainly go to that one yep. interesting uh, analysis of our shareholders, we have 3,300 West Australian shareholders the next biggest is New South Wales 300 and the next and victoria 200 so new zealand we've got 80 shareholders so really the focus has got to be on western australia obviously there's a fair bit of interest in a small uh west australian company from west australian investors so bustleton sounds like a good spot to me to go and do a presentation but we are presenting in Fremantle at the resource uh, RIU presentation in February next year. Okay, good to see the company out and about at the moment and and talking about the projects as well. And one regular question, we spoke about it a little earlier, I think you've pretty much answered it, but the uh, the regular question of buyback or consolidation comes through almost on a weekly basis from your shareholders. Can you provide any other further commentary on that? Oh, only what we've already said publicly, that uh, we will look at that if there's a material change in the affairs of Beacon. Uh, joining us today as part of our podcast, Zane Padman, who's the geology manager, Darren Gaby, the registered manager for Beacon Minerals, and also the MD and chairman of Beacon Minerals in Graham McGarry. Podcast recorded on the 27th of October 2021 for shareholders' benefit. We appreciate the time with you today, Graham, Darren, and also Zane. Thanks very much for being part of it. Thank you, Glenn. Thank you. Thanks, Glenn. The Crib Room series of podcasts are produced by Industry Link Media. Subscribe to podcasts via your audio platform and via industrylinkmedia.com. This is a Crib Room Podcast.